Hello and welcome to episode 9 of season 4 of The Three Amigos. I'm your host Mars, and I'm joined as always by my amigo Kali. Our amigo Don is taking much needed leave of absence. He's still currently recording and editing the pod and will be back soon. Make sure you give him some loving on Twitter. Until then, we had to find a worthy suitable replacement. Oh, believe me, I tried. I asked everyone. But they were all just busy washing their hair. Nah, I'm just kidding. He actually begged me. Can I come on? Can I come back on? No, no, I'm kidding again. Uh, Also, listen. Answering the call to step in is the state of facts and least argumentative man on Twitter. One of the nicest guys, Hindu monkey. Kylie, Hindu, how are you doing? (laughs) 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 Right. (laughs) Why why the fuck was I not introduced? I'm going to introduce you now. Oh, my God. Just wait. (laughs) (laughs) I'm only joking. (laughs) Right. (laughs) We're also joined by the one and only Paddy. At Fantasy Geek 2. We've had him back on after the, the failure last week. Frankly, I'm still laughing at last time's pod, so we had to have him on again. Paddy, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was an interesting introduction, everyone. So there's four of us on tonight's pod. It should certainly be an interesting one. Absolutely. How are we all doing anyway? It's been a while. Yes, yes. You know, I'm, uh, yeah, I mean, the international break is still, what, three, four days left to go. It's uh, been going slower than, you know, something slow. <laughs> that was, that, that's not my best. I'm, uh, you know, carry on. Someone else speak. <laughs> right. As always, we begin uh, our show with a brief review of the game week that was game week eight before putting firmly in our review, uh, re-review mirror and moving on. But we're not going to go into details because, frankly, I can't even remember what happened. So I'm just going to quickly go through the scores. We had uh, top Don, uh, top, top Don, top Amigo, <laughs> 73 points. Uh, Kylie was second with 71. Mars, 68. Uh, Paddy with 55. And the only reason really we invited him is to laugh at his score. Monkey with 51. Can I uh, just jump in here and say, why are we not doing the, the brag portion of things? I had a good game week. Why are we skating through that? Uh, it was just, it, it was just, it's so long ago. Go on, Kylie. Have, our teams are so similar. You can brag and then I'll just say what Kylie said. Go for it. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I, I deserve to because this has been a, a year of crushing disappointment, you know, and I'm sure that I'm going to get a few digs from uh, Hindu Monkey at some point during the pod because, you know, he's, he's going to wreck. He's going to reference the T word that we don't like to talk about. But yeah, I got 71 points, even though I had two players missing and they came and the replacements came in for a combined one point. So, like, that's a sign of improvement. And while I'm not quite out of the three million rank, it's only by a smidgen. It's very close, onwards and upwards. Fantastic. You should be very proud. I am. I am. Uh, It's going to go downhill now. It's all a train wreck from this point. But. (laughs) I had my moment. I had to get it in there. Right. I'm going to... Um, Monkey, do you want to uh, tell us about the standings in the Three Amigos? Uh, yes, certainly. Um, uh, so the current top five standings of the Three Amigos FPL Classic League. In number five, we have Henry's All-Stars. That's managed by Phil Smith. In number four, Crouch Potato, managed by Danny Levian. Number three, Up the Ox. Managed by Ben Wyatt. 
Number two, FPL Mumbai, managed by Harsh Pandya. And number one, Flying Without Ings, managed by Niall Murphy. Special mention to this week's highest mover, now up to the dizzy heights of 491, that's Kylie Moonfay. Sorry, Mooney. <laughs> well, so can, I, can I just ask, did you, did you rehearse that? That was a very impressive presenter voice. Larry did not even provide me with the standings, despite claiming that he did. So I had to <laughs> pull them up on my uh, on my computer. Just you to, had to do the work. Yeah. Just to, just to say, there, yeah, fantastic week for Ben Wyatt this week. One hundred and two points. How 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 he managed that? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna look at his team. Who did he Who did he have in it? Shearwell, Walker, Peters, Taylor, McCarthy. Four clean sheets of a back. Ferdinand, Ferdinand, Fernandez, <laughs> Watkins, Salah, Kane. God, what a cock. He had 10 returns. We might have to report in uh, the following one. Well, you've set a, a new standard for um, for giving shout-outs on, on the uh, Three Amigos FPL League. So, you know, we might have to do that again. Just next time, don't give an update on, on mine since I'm that far down the league table. Okay, okay. We like to be ambiguous about how terrible I'm doing. <laughs> and now I'm going to pass back to Marzi Baby, who's going to uh, tee us up this week with his rant. Thank you for that. It doesn't sound as sexy as one don't says it, but I appreciate the fact that you said it, knowing that, well, that how much I miss him saying that to me. Uh, yes, the rant. Uh, look, we all know that international break is absolutely pointless. Uh, and the fact that, we're getting so many injuries, but I'm actually going to touch on on players being irresponsible. Not look, everybody knows what I think of Mosala and how much I love the player. However, in my humble opinion, and people might disagree, I think as a professional player playing in England, playing for Liverpool, going with your national team is absolutely fine. Going to a wedding is also absolutely fine. Not when there is five million other people at the wedding. Uh, with no, no, we don't know if apparently there might have been some COVID tests done to everybody. I doubt it. It is what it is. It happened. But in my opinion, you have to respect where you work, where, who you work for, which country you're in. I don't care about the country where you are with, the, with regards to the, to the laws, because sometimes you just have to be and use your common sense. Um, I, you know, being from that culture, I know sometimes the pressure on you. And obviously, nobody wants to miss their brother's wedding. So I blame the brother just as much. He, you know, I have a small wedding in these in these situations. But anyway, um, Marza, we move on, and um, I don't want to get too angry about it. Hopefully, but, he'll be back soon. Well, Mar Marzi, there's going to a wedding, like in, you know your brother's wedding. There's having a few drinks and all during COVID. That that that's fine, but. He didn't have to do the hokey cokey with everyone, like. <laughs> yeah, I know, but l- listen, what you know? Yeah, yeah, and I, exactly, exactly. For me, it was just uh, look. All I hope is that. Actually, in plot. Well, I hope the thing is, I was saying to people, I can't see Liverpool allowing that, and I can't see him doing it with that Liverpool allowing it. So, I somebody's going to be in hot water if 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 it wasn't allowed, and if it was, then maybe it was all planned for him to have a rest. I have no idea. It's, we're all assuming stuff now. And well, for me, it's just about the, you know, there's, it's not as stupid as bringing girls to your hotel, but it's probably next, next <laughs> level, next, next, next level oh, that's stupid. I see where you're going now, boy. Yeah, um, it just, just on that, it may be that he was given permission to attend a wedding, but it wasn't communicated yeah. quite how 
large the wedding would be. And I mean, the photos were pretty incriminating when they came out. So oh, yeah, just, anybody who saw them was surprised that he now has COVID after yeah. those photos. All right. Anyway, listen, COVID let's move and, on. And everything else. Yeah. <laughs> let's move on now. Uh, we, we're going to uh, uh, tackle our uh, uh, three amigo rant table. The idea here is each one of us has comes up with a with with a point that might be uh, the hot topic in the community or something on your mind that you want to discuss. You pitch it to us and 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 then we have a discussion, right? So, Kylie, we're going to come to you first. What's what's your topic? I mean, it's it's a pretty obvious one, right? It's the main thing that everybody is talking about at the moment, uh, despite the fact that we're barely over halfway through the internet. We need to talk FBL, not why Hindu monkey wears PJ shorts. No, <laughs> I mean, How those are... Can we get to that? <laughs> I mean, maybe that might be in our Q&A section. Um, no, it's, it's, it's injuries and the, the sea of yellow that everyone is experiencing when, uh, when they look at their, their teams. So I've got about 47 pages here with notes of, of everyone who's apparently going to be out. So just run through them all. Um, okay, so we have Salah, Doherty, and Elmeni, who no one cares about. Um, they've all got COVID. Apparently, there's 16 who tested positive for COVID during this period. So we don't know who the others are, whether they're first team players or not. I guess more info needed there. We've got Son and Cody. Uh, Son, obviously, very highly owned. Cody, reasonably highly owned, probably, from people um, during that Wolves decent run. Um, they are listed as close contacts for COVID. So, you know, uh, they haven't tested positive, but they could. And so there's questions over what their quarantine and isolation is going to look like. Then we have a raft of international break injuries, including Sterling, Rashford, Martial, basically the entire Liverpool squad, but specifically (laughs) their defence. Brewster, Schmeichel, Chilwell, Trossard was already injured, still is. Ward-Prowse now, um, that Yarmolenko guy, and there's probably a few more duds in the mix that no one really owns, but, you know, they probably deserve being name-checked. And then, of course, people probably still have uh, some questionable ones on their bench, so Mitchell or Sice that they maybe haven't got around to addressing, but that's potentially a problem for them now in light of other injuries. So what's everyone thinking in terms of priorities? Um Obviously, there's more information to come. We'd always suggest waiting. But, you know, we've, we've seen people already making moves, selling some of these players. So what do we think? Come to you first, uh, PJ, Hindu Monkey. Um, yeah, well, I think a lot of them, you know, I, I think I would approach with a degree of kind of caution. I think there's been a lot of panicking. Um, I expect that um, at least half of the names you've mentioned will, will end up on the pitch. Uh, at the weekend um uh, yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's a good thing um uh you know i think the main thing to remember here before everyone starts panicking is everyone's in everyone's in the same boat okay you know i mean some people are have um you know pushed a free hit button which Mm -hmm. i personally find insane but at the same time uh enjoyably so i look forward to uh to kind of seeing that unfold um i think it's actually quite a good week for a free hit in terms of the fixtures on paper there's some potential very uh high scoring matches so i think that would be interesting as well but um i i would 
you know, my advice to everyone is just let's just wait and see what the press conferences bring on Friday and Saturday. I think most people will be able to field 11 with one or two transfers relatively easy. And look, I love chaos. Uh, you know, if Salah's out for one or two game weeks, if some of those other players you've mentioned are, are out for a couple of a couple of weeks, Robertson, you know, I own him. But, you know, I think it's it's great for the game if those highly owned players are suddenly unavailable and people have to make those decisions of, you know, do I take hits? Do I free hit? Do I bench them? It just mixes it up, mixes it up a lot more because a template was beginning to form. And whilst this international break is an absolute scandal in every conceivable possible way from a health and safety perspective, in terms of making FPL interesting, um, I think it's great. So, um, but I'd like to hear what what Paddy has to say has to say next. It's a man who's you know severely punching above his weight so far this season. So. Um, uh, how do you plan to navigate all these injuries, Paddy? Thank you very much, Hindu Monkey, for that, uh, for bringing me in there. First of all, I just, you know, I kind of switched off from FPL this uh, this international break, and I've just looked at my team now, and I've got more red flags than a communist parade. Um, what I've actually, I've actually rated, you know, what I would do uh, in three points if I had a wild card. I'd probably use that first because, you know, we kind of lose that old wild card now in a couple of weeks anyway, don't we? Yeah, game week 16. So, it's yeah, yeah. Not so if you have a wild card. It's not really a couple of weeks, but yeah. yeah. Well, well, yeah you know what I mean? Like, you, you would bang out the wild That's card now. That's, that would be my first option. Second option, I would probably take a minus eight. And third... No, I wouldn't even take a free hit. I'd probably take a minus sixteen. But um, at the minute, what I'm what I'm actually looking at at the minute, I have one, two, three, four. I have five red flags on my team, and those five red flags might be two red flags come after the press conferences. Conferences. So I'll. I'll <laughs> I'm not drinking. I'm sober. So I'll. I, I, probably, I probably think you know. I I would I would tread with caution. I would. Go make crazy moves. And uh, Mars, and actually, I, I'm interested in the, the Salah situation, right? While, while we're talking about this, um, you, you know, what's the take there? So, I, I mean, there, there's kind of different news coming out, right? Yeah. Like whether he tests negative. I believe I read somewhere that uh, they expect he'll test negative at the end of the week. Like, how do you project that? Uh, see, you see, this is the thing. Tests. People are getting hung up on a word, a, a sentence that was said by an Arab doctor. Listen, as an Arab, I tell you, we say a lot of stuff. Don't, you know, <laughs> sometimes he just said, and it could be just a translation. He said, we expect him to be negative, maybe because he shows no symptoms. Of course, he knows that he could be asymptom- asymptomatic. But I think he just said, basically, they, based on their experience, they expect that he'll be negative on Thursday. Now, the big question is, if he, which is when he will be allowed to fly back. If he's allowed to fly back, does he have to quarantine or is he actually in contention and has, will, will forgive him if he did not allow it and play him? That, that's what we don't know. I, I believe that from what I heard, um, it, if you actually have it, you have to quarantine for seven days. Now, seven days, it, he had it seven day, longer than seven days come Sunday. So let's, let's see. We don't know. So I think it's, those key press conferences are key. For me, it's wait until then. I reckon, as uh, Hindu Monkey said, and as Paddy said, by, by, by Friday night, we'll probably have 75% of them back. Some of them are probably 
I'm air quoting here, international international break injuries. I think Sterling could be fine. Chilwell is is actually back in the squad and playing. I think Robertson uh, should be fine. Again, people were panicking when the manager said he's the worst out of them. But he said, I felt a cramp. I was worried that it would cramp up. I didn't want to take a penalty. And I'm glad he didn't play in the other games. We we have we're we're about to call to call Carrigan Phil Baba of retirement. <laughs> so I'm glad. Um, uh, for me, I uh, you know I actually would hate to have a wild card right now because of the uncertainty. If Salah misses a week, what am I going to do? Am I not going to bring him in? Bring him in and bench him? I, I, I would not want to waste my wild card right now with, with knowing that in in few weeks we might get more information. Although Ben Crelin did come out and say today that the the double game week information might not be until um, game week fourteen fifteen, so it might be later. I think look. There's lots of people in the same boat. Lots of people will be taking hits. So don't be scared about taking a hit. Um, I would say, personally, I would say save your free hit for when it's needed more. If you really have uh, plenty of changes, then use your wildcard. No issues with that. But next game week, the fixture change and everything is just perfect for, for a wildcard. Right. Any uh, last ads to this before we move on to the next topic? I just want to say one thing. Mar said everything I wanted to say, only better. Oh, Paddy, I love you. Thank you very much. Right, we move on to the next topic. Uh, Phil, over, over, over to you. Yeah, thanks. Well, obviously, I was a, uh, a late substitute here for, for Don. Um, so I was offered his question, which which I did agree to. But as a late curveball, I've brought my own question that I've just literally thought of in the last two minutes. So none of you are prepared for it. Um, but it's a, it's a very simple one. Um, uh, I also felt Don's was um, crossed over a little bit with yours, Miles, that we'll get to mm, in a bit. Mm. But but really, the, the thing I, I wanted to discuss was just um, Harry Kane. Um, I'm, and I'm, I'm continuously... Uh, just kind of open mouth, kind of staring at my screen at the amount of people who seem to be offering um, uh, patron-esque levels of advice, suggesting that we should be taking out Harry Kane because of of kind of fixtures. And, you know, I get that for me, fixtures and getting ahead of that curve is really important. But Harry Kane's returns and form so far this season are, are just simply incredible. You know, 15 returns in seven matches. Um, you know, top point scorer in the game by some way. Um, it's um, it's a bizarre thing for me, even with City up next, who are far from playing well. Um, it, it's a very strange one. So I'm just interested in, in you know, I presume we all own Kane, uh, kind of what, what people's plans were for him and whether they, there was going to be a switch to Vardy, as some were suggesting, or you're going to kind of try and hold him through this spell. It is something that's really topical at the moment with such a significant fixture swing for Tottenham. And the ownership of Kane, and it obviously directly relates to Son as well, because many of us own both, and it feels way too heavy to be going into these fixtures, owning the two of them, given their prices and those fixtures um, and, and other options that are available. For me, I would echo your sentiments, Monkey, in that I am not looking to sell Kane. I just think he's been incredibly consistent. He's only blanked one week. He's top for, you know, shots, shots on target as well, I believe, um, this season. So he's been incredibly prolific and very central and involved. It very much echoes Kane of old, except he seems to be involved all over the pitch now. Um, and I think there's potential for... Son to maybe go missing in a few matches in a way that I I don't think that Kane will. 
and I don't believe that the alternatives to Kane are as compelling as the alternatives to Son, given their positions. Vardy's an option, of course, but a, he's so reliant on penalties, and I wouldn't want to exclude penalties as a consideration factor because they're important. Um, they're important to the likes of Bruno as well, but I, I just don't think that he's as reliable an option as as Kane is. So for me, it's a, a hold him, particularly in light of other fires that people have to put out. I mean, I don't think you need to rush to sell him at all when you know that he will play. Uh, we'll go to you, Paddy. What do you think? I think everything you just said there, Kylie, is, or everything you've said, is, you've got great points there. Like, I don't even have Kane. I, I wish I did, obviously, but if looking at the fixtures now at the moment and uh, Spurs, you know, they don't look great, you know, and I've got some and I'm, I'm quite happy to own him instead at the minute. And, and I'm even thinking about moving him along because I'm, I'm looking at the fixtures and, you know, you got to look over at, at Man City. And some of the some of the fixtures they have are, are fantastic. And you know, if I if I had Kane right now, like you know, I'd probably sell him. And that might be a little bit controversial, but you know, I'm looking at Jesus. I'm looking at Jesus. And I'm and I'm looking and I'm looking at I'm looking at Martial. The fixtures are looking a little better over on that side of things. And I just think I wasn't prepared for this question. <laughs> Just to clarify, despite agreeing with everything that Kylie said, you completely disagree with it. You would sell it, yeah. Well, look, you massively disagree with everything. As, as, I, 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 see, I see what Paddy's saying. As, as I came on, I first of all completely agree with what Kay's saying. Um, yeah, I do, and, I do. And the thing is, his, his, it, his fixtures aren't actually that bad. He loves a London derby. He loves Chelsea, scoring against Chelsea, scoring against Arsenal. Uh, and he's got, um, you know, uh, we talked, Phil um, Hindle Monkey mentioned uh, uh, City defence and the way City are playing uh, and could suit the counter of, uh, of Spurs. And then Palace might be a tight one, but also they've conceded loads to, 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 to the bigger teams like, like to Chelsea. So, um, look, I think um, I have both Kane and Son, and I think it's, it's uh, maybe easier for those of us who have both, because you you choose one, and and I just think that the pre, there's so many good premium midfielders around the the Son's price that I can just jump on, whether it's United or City. With Kane, yes, there is options, but with Kylie rightly touched about Vardy and and his uh, non non pen XG etc. Whatever, although he's coming up against a decimated defense for Liverpool and and, a, and some good fixture runs, but I don't see that the old explosiveness now. He's going to score a hat trick against Liverpool now that I said that. And then you've got, uh, for me, I'm watching Jesus and see how he does if he's back in fitness or Aguero. Then I might jump after, after some, as City's fixtures get better and if I see City going into the rhythm. But I don't want to get rid of both of them. Tottenham are playing well. They, you know, yes, they, they struggled in a couple of games where they were playing against low block teams and Kane was the one that stood out. I'll keep him. And if they, if they struggle, I'll jump to a, to a player that's, that's on form. But right now, I think for me, Kane, Kane is a hold and I'll probably sell some the week after next. Great save, Myers there, because like I'm just looking. I just can't get. I I can't stop looking at city fixtures. Okay, Spurs away, Burnley and Fulham at home, United away, and then West Brom and Southampton. Oh yeah, yeah. They, they, I mean, all of those to the worst offences, right? Including United, by the way. I know we have two United fans here, but like, 
their defenses in that great shape. So How that, dare you? We just, uh, we just need, we just need yeah. the, to see, see. The problem is, and, and this actually leads leads into the into my question, so we'll, we'll we'll jump onto it and my topic. The problem with City is they've been underperforming in a way. Is it they've been unlucky, or are they just lacking the creativity? Are they lacking that striker? And my topic is, when I look around now, do I need more than one premium player? That's ten point five and more in my team. The reason I'm asking this is because you have. Chelsea that are performing well, team is clicking, they're all below that price and you can afford three of them. Villa are flying, they've got some good fixtures. You can afford Son, uh, Jota can fit in there for Liverpool. You can have a defence of Chilwell, Cancelo, a Wolves defender and you can spread the funds around that team and I've seen teams like that that are doing really well and you can only have one strike, you know, Liverpool have got problems in defence. City are not delivering, United are inconsistent, Spurs are going into a difficult run. Do we need more than one premium? If I had a wild card, would I look at it? I'm not saying it's the way to go, but I'll definitely consider it. Help me out, guys. I'll help those who might be considering a wild card. What do you think? Monkey, I'll come to you first. Yeah, thanks, Mars. Um, uh, um, I looked at the question in a little bit of depth because I was quite interested myself. Um, so, so just quickly, um, you know, I looked at the kind of underlying stats and the kind of points across those kind of midfielders, um, particularly in the kind of premium range. And um, it wasn't a surprise that the majority of them, um, that you know, are all in those kind of top echelons. Salah, Mane, Bruno, Son and KDB um, are all up there in the top eight kind of performing kind of midfielders. You know, five premium players. The three that join them are Zaha, Grealish and, and Hammers. Um, all three of those players offering outstanding value for their kind of circa kind of seven, 7.5 million kind of price tags. So there's a few below them. Uh, who are also performing well. Um, uh, creative linchpin Ross Barkley, um, uh, Harvey Barnes of Leicester and Yuri <laughs> Tillemans, although his is slightly, um, you know, um, kind of, I think, magnified by, by the kind of two or three penalties that he's taken. So the, the kind of two premiums who are nowhere near that are, are Sterling, um, who's in who's in terrible form um, and, and is certainly going to be, I think, a really interesting figure over the next four or five weeks in terms of people jumping on him from a fixture kind of point of view and people jumping off him because he's playing absolutely toilet. Uh, and uh, Aubameyang, who's just been a total non-entity so far this season. Um, he's had 10 attempts uh, in eight matches. Uh, I think three or four of them were in the first match. So he's he's not even offering a shot a match um, since that Fulham game in, in week one. Um, just just appalling uh, kind of statistically. And um, he's, he's obviously nowhere near justifying his premium tag at the moment. So um, <clears throat> what I would say is that it's all about combos. So um, one... If you have one premium, I think the obvious question is where are you spending that cash? And there isn't really any obvious ways to do it. Now, you don't need to spend cash for cash's sake. But for me, what is definitely winning this season is those kind of seven to eight million kind of midfielders, which we've mentioned four or five there, rather than that combination of, say, Mane and a kind of five million mid. The St. Maximums, the Podences, the Shelvies, the Richies, these these have been disasters in, in those zones. You've had, you have to go right up to the kind of seven million bracket before you start to see some kind of serious returns. So I think those people who've set their midfielders up maybe with just one or two of those premiums and then spread it across Zaha, Grealish and Hammers. Um, are absolutely laughing right now. And I think that's definitely a viable strategy for anyone on wildcard. Um, and just finally, before I move on, um, uh, I thought because I was I was kind of stuck by this point of like, well, where would I spend this cash? And so I thought I'd look at what the um, putting together a squad 
with what the top um, players so far this season are in terms of their underlying kind of stats. Now, a lot of that, that correlates to points as well. Um, but the squad I came up with had, had Martinez in goal um, with a four million keeper. You then have defenders of Chilwell, Cresswell and Mings with Kilman and Mitchell providing um, a backup from the bench for the weeks when they both did play. You've then got a midfield of Grealish, Zaha, Salah and Son with Basuma on the bench. And Calvert-Lewin, uh, Patrick Bamford, just outrageous value for what form he's showing, and Harry Kane up front. Now, if you had that squad from week one and Captain Kane every week, you would currently be sitting pretty on 707 points, um, roughly double off the top of my head what Kylie has, um, and 58 points clear <laughs> of the team in the number one spot. So, And you would also, finally, you would have £2.4 million in the bank, which just shows that right now, it is very easy to assemble a squad yeah, which it is. you a lot of points. It is. And, and the trick is, like you said, with the City fixtures, you know, I've got Sterling and I don't want to I can't sell him because of the fixtures. And my, what, what I'm trying to do is contradict what my point was. And I'm going to try and bring KDB so I can have both. And, be, and my differential will be the combo of having both rather than others who have just one of them. Kylie, what do you think? Yeah, this is this is such an interesting one, and it was great to get the insight from um, Monkey there. Although, you know, uh, hearing a team that has Calvert Lewin in it is always particularly offensive to us both for <laughs> obvious, <laughs> loudly voiced reasons over the course of the last eight weeks. Um, it is interesting because I think we can all reflect and say that yes, these mid-priced midfielders, if you were on the right ones have absolutely performed, and, and those are the ones that have been mentioned, Grealish, Zaha, Hamez uh, before Richarlison's ban, and potentially now again, given that he's back and uh, their fixtures are great. Um, Ziyech looks brilliant um, since he's started playing for Chelsea. I, I, he's only started two matches, I, I realise, but he's still looking really compelling and smashing it over international break as well. So there's a huge amount of them, and, and pound for pound, they're obviously incredible value. Where it's tricky is you want to have the right combination of those, but I think if you're looking at the current fixtures, it's really hard to convince yourself to walk away from having two strong premium options, uh, particularly if you're talking about midfielders, right? Because obviously the salad issue okay, you could move away from Salah for a, a week or two, given the current circumstances. Realistically, though, you're going to want him back. We've then got Bruno, right? And a lot of people will either have him or are bringing him in, particularly in light of, of other injuries um, and because of this West Brom fixture, even though he's not been doing very well at home, but that's another story. Um, and then we have City, okay? So their fixtures um, from game at 10 to dramatically and they have a, a great run so people are going to want them as well and that that's already three there that, that we've mentioned um and then you've got these other ones so i think I, I think it's easy to say yeah i'd love to move away from having multiple premiums in order to be able to have more of these great value grealish kind of characters in my team but whether i can actually pull the trigger on doing that in light of fixtures that part I'm not so convinced of. I mean, I have Sterling, and he has been a, an absolutely crushing uh, disaster of a purchase for me from my wild card. Since, since you brought him in, 
Let, let, let's. No. When I brought him in, he scored. He scored when I brought him in, and then you brought him in, and then he's gone. No, he's he's got got no, jinxed. No, I I only brought him in in game week six. Okay, so it's not like I I've destroyed him. He wasn't yeah, and I didn't brought game week five, and he got double digits. Look. Whatever. There were plenty of other weeks where he did nothing. So don't blame me on that one. Just own it. No, I'm not owning that one. There are some that I'll own. But excuse me, there are players that are performing well. Chill well. I didn't break. There's plenty of players I didn't break. Don't listen to this propaganda. But also don't bring in anyone that I transfer in at the same time. That's a bad move. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I, I think it's very difficult in light of the fixture swings to turn away completely from uh, some of these premium options, even when they have been underwhelming in terms of what they've been delivering and, and speaking it's, more specifically to City there. It's that it's that fear of the explosiveness, isn't it? And, the FOMO. And, and the, it, yes, the FOMO of the hat-trick or the, the brace. But yeah, yeah, you know, you've got people like Richardson coming back. Hamas will be playing Fulham, uh, etc. King, what do you think? Well, what I think is, um, you've asked me, do I need more than one 10.5 million or premium player? Yeah. I only have one player, actually, over 9.5 million in my whole team. That's so uh, And he's doing way better than any of us. My point proven. Thank yeah, you very much. <laughs> I was just looking at my team, and I have one player over over 9.5 million, and it's Salah. The the next player I have is, is Son, who's nine point, who I got at 9.5. Um, what, do, do we need more than 10.5 I think or a premium player I think time will tell it's a funny old season at the minute I'm looking at the city fixtures and I want at least 4 or 5 of them so do, I think we, do we need premium players I, my answer is probably yes we need more than more than one premium player but at the minute from from where I, when I started I was completely fine with just one premium player, but I think I think if you want to, you can't ignore these uh, Man City fixtures going forward. Mm. Yeah, cool. Thank you, King. I think we've uh, discussed three big topics, and we touched on the premium midfielders, which was uh, uh, Don's point. We, we mentioned uh, Fernandez, who, by the way, came off at halftime today. We don't know if it was an injury or tactical or just an agreed rest. But keep an eye on that one. Uh, we touched on the KDB and Sterling, and those. Uh, his point was, who should I bring in? Uh, is it is it um, Fernandez, KDB, or Sterling? And I think it's quite clear that we're saying City's fixtures should not be ignored. Some people are saying spread your bets. Some people are saying um, go with City. Um, right, Kylie. We had. Uh, we'll move on to the listener questions, and um, I believe we had a few in. So I'll, I'll hand over to you. Okay, so our first question is from my fellow Melbourneian, who's the Baselli, that's at FPL underscore Latix underscore. So he says, who from Man City across all positions do we attack? Also, what to do with so many potential issues thanks to COVID, like Salah, Son, and maybe the England team plus Sterling's injury? Okay, so on the injury front, I think we've largely covered that um, wait until Friday and see what the key fires are to put out. So the key question here is is really around what's the the key position or, or who are the key targets for Man City? We've addressed the fact that they have good fixtures, but who's the preference? I'll come to you first, Paddy, because you've been referencing being very keen on City. 
I think at the moment I'd love to have Jesus in my team. He's uh, Aguero's out and he's looking good and it has to be Jesus for me up top. Of course, the obvious one is Kevin De Bruyne, but I think Jesus would be a nice little differential to have. Is um is Aguero not back or close to being back? Yeah, with knee injuries, you just never know. He came back and then went off again. I believe he should be back, but I wonder if they would... Especially, the problem is with those easier fixtures is would they play then... <laughs> I've just sold him, but Ford in and, and Jesus rather than rush Aguero in. We don't, we don't know. So I completely agree with, with King. I think Jesus is a great option because if Aguero is not fit, he has to play. They need a striker. They play much better with a striker and an at striker, not a Torres or a Sterling playing up front. Uh, so, yeah, I, I agree. And uh, look, just for me, again, we talked about the fixtures. I think three, three City is not a, a, an overload, especially if they start. I think you can afford to wait maybe one or two games, see how they play, see if Jesus is back, Aguero's back. You can go like most people have have Sterling or KDB. I'm hoping to have both. I love I love that you mentioned I love that you mentioned Torres there as well. He's after scoring a hat trick tonight as well. I know. And I he's know, it's crazy. in the Champions League as well. Yeah. So he's he's another little differential there. I think he's 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 cheap enough as well. He's under like seven or under eight million. I think he's seven point five yeah. or whatever. He just he comes has, with uh, the rotation risk like most City. Goals. Diaz has scored a couple of goals tonight. Diaz. Um, no, I just... I'd also like to mention uh, Cancelo, who I Cancelo. think well worth it. If you yeah, saw my stats yeah. from earlier in the week, uh, a guy who's created more chances than uh, Sterling, KDB um, uh, and Mares um, combined over the yeah. last four game weeks. So he is, he is absolutely flying. So there's a lot of options there. He, he we usually try and... Really, really well. Yeah, he, he does. We usually try and... Um, we usually try and avoid City defenders because we think that the, the, the points is in their attackers, right? In the mids and the forwards. But actually, City are one of the strongest teams keeping clean sheets, plus Cancelo providing assists and Diaz with the goal, with the goal um, uh, chance right. there. You know, like, um, it's, it's, it, it's an interesting one because you can't see... Yes, we, we talked about City's defence, but the teams that they're coming up, and I think Carly touched on it uh, right at the beginning, Worst teams for scoring goals and, and, and also for conceding. So, uh, shots on target from people like Burnley and West Brom, no, hashtag no disrespect. You, you, you should be guaranteed at least a minimum six clean sheet, which has been uh, rare this season. So, it's a good question. I think um, I think sounds like we're all saying, um, yeah, go for them. Uh, maybe be careful, maybe go with two and then jump on the third. But definitely, it's City at the end of the day. Okay, cool. Um, so the next question is from FPL Red Eagle, and uh, that is the handle of the same name. So uh, everyone's piling up on Ziyech, but when Pulisic is fit, will both make Werner the better option of the three? This is an interesting question because Chelsea's fixtures aren't incredibly amazing. Uh, they've had some of their very, very good ones already, but they look really good. Personally, I am a little bit scarred from Werner and really loving Ziyech. He's someone that I actually wanted at the very start of the season and then obviously he got injured after the, the game opened. Um, but I will, uh, I'll come to you first, Monkey. What's your thoughts? Um, I do think Werner is probably and will probably end up to be the best option out of that Chelsea attack. Um, 
Although, um, you know, the new winger has, has obviously, you know, set tails a wagging with a uh, with a fantastic performance um, against a terrible team in the last match. So I think I want to see a little bit more from him, um, although, you know, he, he's still, you know, well worth investing in now, I think, at that price bracket. I'm not trying to put anyone off that. Pulisic, he's just, he's just not a player I can ever own because he's fundamentally made of glass. And I just don't want players in my team who can get injured at any point, including before a match in the warm-up. So, um, fantastic player. Um, and I think if he's someone who can go on a run of three, four, five starts um, and then Chelsea fixtures turn, then he's definitely someone who I might consider again. But but for now, not. Um, Werner, yeah, it, it was always going to turn for Werner. I don't regret moving him on because I moved him on for Kane, ultimately, who's been even better since. Um, will I go back to Werner? Probably. I think I think certainly he's fit and over the tight uh, fixtures around kind of December and January. Um, I, I think I think Werner will really come into his own. I think he's 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 a sort of player who will be brilliant um, having a punt around kind of like double game weeks and sort of stuff. Um, so, yeah, the Chelsea attack, I'm still monitoring it, to be honest. But a lot of people are obviously kind of um, uh, cashing in on that early and, you know, and, and fair play to them. Um, does anyone else have any differing views there? No, I fully agree. No, I I agree with uh, Monkey as well. Now I've been I've, like you, Kelly. I've been watching Zayac from the start, and I've been quite excited about him. Uh, but at and with the current question, I think Werner will still come out on top. But I think with Zayac there, that's that's the that's the main that's the main thing that will help Werner. Uh, yeah, and I think what's interesting is that there's viable options there uh, from a midfield perspective or a forward perspective. I do think that uh, Ziyech is the better option of the midfielders, as Monkey said. Uh, I, I'd be too concerned about Pulisic and his fragility. Um, so I think that there's affordable options between the two of them that, that people could go for. Um, but this sense absolutely in waiting to see how Ziyech goes, it is, you know, limited data. It's a great, it's a great, que- it's a great question. I think Werner actually does become a better option with Zayic on the pitch. Yeah, I would, I would fully agree because then he's got that creative um, outlet there that that's actually enabling him to score some returns. Um, so we actually have another question as well from FPL Red Eagle. This time, one defensive option below four point six that isn't from West Ham or Aston Villa. So this makes it a little bit tricky because obviously it excludes the popular Lamptey and the quite trendy Villa and West Ham budget options. So looking elsewhere, has anyone identified any player that is particularly interesting below 4.6 in defence? Well, there's there's two that stick out right away, and it's Charlie Taylor and it's Kilman, 4.3 million. Isn't he the the hottest new product? Um, everyone seems to be jumping on that bandwagon. I don't have him, but I'm I'm quite happy to stick with my uh, Taylor, Mr. Taylor. What are the two teams? Taylor. What are the two teams that he said not not from? Uh, Villa and West Ham. Villa West. Oh, Villa and West Ham. Okay, I was there. Yeah, um, and Bednarak as well. Put him in there. Yeah. I mean, you can uh, you can go if you want to uh, um, Leeds, Dallas, or Ailing. Could be an option as well. Four point five. Ailing on not. the back of two zero pointers. No, uh, no, no. <clears throat> just just an option. Uh, no, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> All right. No. We move on. 
No, but you got to look at the fixtures as well, though. I know, no, Maris had a little point there with with, with the two he made, but Taylor and uh, Kilman, the fixtures look a little a little, a little better. Kilman's fixtures are awful. Yeah, but, I mean, I I own him. I actually on the wild card kept Sykes and brought in Kilman just to navigate that weird situation where we didn't know who would play, and then ultimately sold Sykes. Well, right. um, he's literally playing well, four, four of the five best attacks in a row. Yeah, right. so he's a bench option. Yeah, as a bench option. Maybe stick him in as a bench option. I'm sure he's not looking for a 4.5 as a starter. Carl Walker-Peters, no one's mentioned, a guy who I've benched for yeah. every single uh, haul he's done this season. Is, is probably he's 4.6 now, that's why. Worth yeah. consideration as well. Do some research, Monkey. You, you haven't sort of, like, <laughs> done any research on the whole podcast. Uh, very he said four point six. He acceptable. Um, yeah, yeah and 5. no, no, four point six. So I think I think Kyle Walker Peters is in the acceptable range. And well, also should be noted since, since I uh, sold McCarthy and brought in Martinez, things have been looking quite excellent for the Southampton defence. So, yeah, maybe that's the way to go, as I am not invested in that space as yet. Um, Definitely. Uh, let's, uh, let's move on before someone mentions Jamal Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> that's where we know we're reaching. Okay, so next one is from Mr. Flapjack himself at Flapjack FPL. Um, what does King tend to drink out of? Oh well, I had this lovely mug uh, from my good friends. Uh, um, they they sent me a mug with a picture of themselves going to a wedding, and uh, I drink out of that mug every day because I just love looking at th- looking at them in their beautiful wedding attire. <laughs> they look so well, you know, and I'm sure everybody would love to look at their look at people in wedding attire on a mug. I'd, I'd like to look. I mean, I can. I'm lucky enough to be able to see you on video right now and you know see you drinking out of said mug and I'm, I'm just instantly you know burning burning with envy but i don't have one myself so you know but you know maybe maybe one day i will something to aspire to gotta have your goals okay so we do actually have a few more fpl related questions as well um okay so our next one is from um at FPL underscore Simon 432. Looking forward to the pod, guys. With Salah illness concerns, is it time to sell? If so, who to get in? Mane, KDB, already have Bruno and Ziyech. Also, who are your top tips for wildcarders? Go. Well, that's a broad question. Um, uh, I mean, I, I'd sell, I'd sell Salah instantly and bring in Trossard. Um, <laughs> so would... Well, if I sell Trossard, then absolutely, that's actually exactly. a great yes, idea. Um, no, I mean, I wouldn't be selling Salah. I'm going to be benching him. However, I do want to get a little bit more clarity if there's any hint that he might. It looks like there might be. Uh, he might miss two games um, with his price already dropping. Uh, I might well sell him for, um, you know, a kind of KDV Bruno figure. Um, or even Mane, um, just to, you know, just to kind of see that. But, you know, I, I don't really know at this stage. Um, I'll let someone else, um, uh, cover the, uh, cover the wildcard question. I think we discussed the wildcard options, uh, further up. You know, you need to look at City, you need to look at United. There's plenty of options in defense. 
Uh, Jesus is another one up front. Uh, look at Everton with their run of fixtures, and now the players are back. Richarlison, for me, makes them tick. He's so busy around defenders, opens up for the one and only Dominic Calvert-Lewin, the best number nine in the league. Uh, only saying that because Kylie and, and uh, Hindu uh, hate him. Um, and yeah, with regards to Salah, if it's one week, you do not sell uh, unless you you fancy jumping on City with that fixtures. But Salah, Salah and Liverpool will always score goals. And now probably they're going to need, it's going to be, we're going to score more than you because of, of the defence. So yeah, next. Marzi, can I jump in with like a few little like differential thoughts there? Like maybe just, just jump in. I mean, jump I mean like just, just to put them out there, I'm not saying like, Cool. Put these picks in in gold pen or nothing like that. But like, you know, what about what about Jota and you know the man the man of the moment, uh, Ferran Torres. You know, like those, those two. Yeah, are, fair, fair well. options. Absolutely. And, and, if you're chasing, especially if you're chasing. And Jesus and maybe McCarthy and Nets anyway, I would definitely be looking at a cheap goalkeeper because seems to be nobody holding a clean sheet these days. But McCarthy's doing actually quite well. Yeah. Tell you what, I'll tell you what you do. Tell you what you do. Sorry, Carly. What you do is you go into Carly's team. Look at the history. Look at players sold. Why? Excuse me. Pick all those sold players just and uh, you'll win FPL, Mars. Yeah, that's true. Well, except my defense. My defense is actually, you know, doing very well. Thank you very much. But uh, yeah, the rest of them, my midfield, just, you know, just don't don't go near them. Um, I'm sorry I can't give you advance notice of who I am buying or selling this week because I do not yet know. That would obviously be the key to having a successful game week nine. Um, but I cannot help you with that. I just so, thought I'd leave that out of interest, um, uh, which, which, which Mars kind of teed me up to. Um, I just thought I'd look at your recent transfers out. I was on mute at the time and I, I saw that you recently took out Grealish for Sterling and genuinely just burst, burst out laughing. Well, that, that was on Wildcard. Um, so I did that on wildcard. Grealish actually, naturally, when I had him in, did nothing. Grealish has never, in all of the time, done anything for me. I do not know why. Same last season, same owning him this season. When I own him, he does nothing. Um, so if, he only owned him one me. week. He didn't give him much of a chance, did you? Well, it doesn't matter. I had to wildcard anyway, and I just didn't. I, I went with Watkins, and I didn't want to triple up on on um, Aston Villa. And let's not talk about that. And it wasn't a direct swap from Grealish to Sterling. It was a wildcard. But, uh, yes, that is crushing because Sterling has been abominable uh, beyond all description. And uh, I really... I'm really very unhappy with him right now, but I feel trapped with him because of the fixtures. So, moving on, because that's really depressing. Did you see how many are flagged there? I have no midfield. I actually have no midfield at the moment. Um, okay, so our next question then is from at Faisan said, oh, I am really sorry for butchering that. Um, best keeper that's not Martinez for the next stretch of games. So we've referenced McCarthy a bit, but does anyone have any alternatives that they think are worth mentioning? McCarthy, Chelsea keeper. If you don't have any McCarthy. of their no, McCarthy. Chelsea keeper. If you don't have their defenders, is he uh, is he five million or five point five? I think he's five. Five, I believe. Yeah, probably. Actually, he's just gone up to five point one. Um, yeah, 
Leno, I think, I mean, Arsenal fans hate him because he's not as good as Martinez, but um, I still think, uh, you know, he's he's worth it. And also the Crystal Palace um, guy, I think is probably worth a shout. Uh, Gaita, Guita, Guayata, him. God, I love this podcast. Um, yeah, I, I think they're good chaps. I particularly like the, the Leno one um, just because defensively Arsenal have... Are Arsenal have not shite? Uh, they can't score, but they they have been decent. Uh, you know, they have not been conceding a lot of goals. And bear in mind that they have come through a pretty nasty run of fixtures. So I think that he's not a bad option at, at five million. Okay. Um, particularly uh, just given I want to add Leno to my watch list. Thank you, monkey. There we go. Uh, okay. So we've got a question from Jeff that's uh, at Austin66UK. Okay, guys, your situation this week, so this is our random question that we usually get from Jeff. Um, Your situation this week is dealing with an embarrassing blind date. Who would be best and who would be worst of the four of us at dealing in this situation? Hands down, hands down, King would be the best. He would still make it the best date even if it was the worst blind date. I reckon he'll just make a laugh, get drunk, and probably still score, even if he doesn't find the person attractive or care about them. Hands down, it's King. The best. (laughs) Monkey will just argue with them. Monkey will just argue with them, so he'll be the worst. Me and you, Kylie, will be in the middle. (laughs) Jesus. Hey, you put me under a wild lot of pressure there. Like, you know, how do you know that I wouldn't say I have to do a piss? And fucking jump, and jump out the window. <laughs> because because you'll be thinking I'm already here. I've already paid for the beer. The food is all right. I'm just gonna make I'm gonna make a laugh of it. You just honestly, I I think you'll make a laugh of it and you'll just continue. That that's what anyway. That, no, that's a compliment. Maris, Maris, Maris. Being the Irish gentleman I am, I would always make the most of a bad situation. You are correct. Yeah, and I I think that um, the way Monkey would cope with it is actually just. Flash a photo of his pee jorts and hope she runs away. The shorts or PJ shorts have come into the conversation. They had to. At it's some a butt goddamn time. It's not the season for them, unfortunately. Yeah, well, you bet you're still you're wearing them right now. I saw you on video a wee while ago when you were go, you, when you moved off a camera there. You were wearing PJ shorts. No, no, no. These are these are PJ trousers. You know, I can cut them off for you if you want. Are these called right. P-Jouses? Out of interest. Well, I would just like to let all the listeners know that I don't wear PJ shorts. <laughs> all right, let's move on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so then moving on, um, we've got Paul that's at Sky Player in FPL says, when does Christmas start for you? Once the John Lewis advert gets released or when the Coca-Cola truck starts rolling? Coca-Cola truck. John John Lewis advert. No. Or lights. Coca-Cola truck. Holidays are coming. Holidays are coming. That's, that's when Christmas starts. Mm. Yeah. No, Christmas I mean. Yeah. Wait, you laugh at Moggy. You laugh at my singing. No, 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 not at all, not at all. I don't think they show that Coca-Cola truck advert anymore, do they? Isn't it because it advertises Coke to kids? Is it not allowed? Because it's too early now, and they probably put it on after the watershed time. Come here, it's by still the way, too early. I don't get the new John Lewis ad. Can someone explain it to me? 
I haven't oh. seen it, but the Super Value ad has made me cry like three times. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Super Value is a new John Lewis to me. I love yeah. that. I'm not usually super sentimental with uh, advertising, but yeah, I, it, it, it's actually got to the point where I can't have that on. I don't cry at TV shows or anything like that, but when I saw that Super Value ad, my eyeballs were sweating. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I can I can certainly tell you that um, unlike um, uh, certain members of the SPL community who, who who I don't want to name who who put their Christmas trees up on December the fourteenth December and November yeah November the fourteenth no yeah that's that's no that, that's, that's that's too early I think we can we can admit that's the actions of a of a lunatic um, but no you know first weekend of December you know get the mince pies get the bottle of Bailey's off the shelf, ready to go, maybe some tea and Maria as well, and then kind of wind down and uh, wind outwards uh, as the kind of Christmas gut slowly but surely expands over the coming weeks. Marky, I have a question for you. Are you extremely tyrannical about when people should be bringing, taking down their Christmas trees? Because I may have a confession to make here. No, no, I want to kept my Christmas tree up to March. Um, uh, so obviously, if it's a if it's a real Christmas tree, um, that's that's madness, and your house probably needs to be condemned. But um, you know, if you've got an artificial tree, no, I, I don't really, I don't really have a problem. We went further. I, 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 I think potentially May one. May, I mean, that's 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 you know, that's the price of health, there, really, isn't there it? There is. Um, oh, I mean, you just have you just have a Christmas in in summer, don't you, over there in Australia? Well, yes. What do you call that again? We call it Christmas. Christmas and what? Right, guys, let's move on. Back to FPL. Let's keep going. Can we just stay stay here and Christmas a little while more, please? uh, I need you to understand that Australia is not six months ahead of us. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Anyway. Anyway, anyway, Paul, uh, Paul, I want to say Paul Skyplayer, great question. I love you, man. Merry Christmas, Paul. Paul's a great, great man. He's a great Skyplayer. Mars, <laughs> yes, to you. yes. <laughs> I love Paul. Uh, you mean over to you, Don? Over to you, Mars. Cool. Right, I'll get, I'll get Don, it. <laughs> you and Mars, and yeah. you told me to put my own spin on it. No. Okay, cool. Right, like, let's, uh, we, we were doing so well and let's bring it back into FPL. Yeah, roll it in. We'll talk Christmas whoa, later. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Where's, where's my question? I was promised I could ask Paddy my question direct. That's right. Go for it. Okay, okay. So, no, so this is a question obviously I did ask Paddy a couple of weeks ago. Lost, don't know what his answer was now. So I, I've slightly modified it, but my, my question for Paddy is, Obviously, you know, with COVID and everything going on, um, a lot of time, a lot of time at home with the family. Paddy, if you could, if you could choose to spend one night, um, you know, kind of right now with, alone with either your wife or or with myself. Jesus. Who, who, uh, this is not, not in a sexual way. I really need to make that clear. Who, who would, who would you choose? Well, look, the way I would look at it is like this monkey. I spent a lot of time with my wife, so like I wouldn't mind a wee night away. You know what I mean? That's what I'm thinking so, about. Right. <laughs> me and you. What are you, what are you going to cook for me, Paddy? What are we going to do on this? The lads on tour. Well, do you know what? I, I I probably I would have a five course meal for us because it would be a special occasion. I would have we I would have a wee starter, just just a normal wee vegetable soup, 
Maybe a wee, wee bit of smoked pig trotters in after that. What? Smoked pig trotters. Do you ever have that? Is that pig's feet? Yeah. That's Why are they smoked? I don't know. I just, I was looking. Whenever I was asked this original question, I thought, I want to do something fancy for the monkey. You know. So you went to pig's trotter? Well, I thought, I thought you would like it. Is that not a, an English delicacy? Is it? Don't fuck. So he's a kiwi anyway. So. All right, all right. Move on. Let's you know. Let's let's hope this meal improves. Just an Irish Jew young man, a penny Guinness, that'd be it. So, so your romantic meal to me is vegetable soup, pigs trotters, Irish stew, which is basically vegetable soup with some dumplings, and a pint of Guinness. The disappointment in your voice, right? Where's well, sticky toffee pudding in for dessert? Yes, yes, Paddy. A few chocolates and, and a whiskey, James, oh, Jameson whiskey, and that'll be it, man. The best dessert in the world. Listen, we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk now about uh, game week clans and captain picks. So obviously it's a Can bit we... difficult. It's a bit difficult with uh, with, with all the <laughs> uncertainties around. But um, uh, I've already made my moves, and it was a mistake. But I just couldn't be bothered with the prices. So I brought in Grealish and uh, Chilwell for Foden and uh, and Trent. So hopefully Chilwell will be okay. Those were two free transfers, and we'll see what happens at the moment. Actually. Grealish is the captain if Salah doesn't play. Um, Kylie, you said you don't know, so Monkey, mm. I'll come to you. Have you any thoughts about what you're doing? Captain uh, Barkley are here. Yes, Ross Barkley will be entering my team, will be placed with the armband. So far this season, about the only thing I've got right is my captain selections. Uh, I think I've hit six out of the eight, um, uh, four or five in a row, um, including three kind of very large hauls. So I'm feeling confident, feeling cocky even with the arm hand. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to give it to Barkley. What my other move is will probably depend entirely on who's left in my squad may still pull out the wild card. If everyone that kind of Kylie mentioned earlier does seem to kind of not make it this weekend, but I don't really want to. I'd probably rather take a minus four or a minus eight and um, get three or four kind of kind of new players in. But but definitely Bartley with the armband, and I will be. I've certainly got my eye on those Everton assets. I think Ricarlison's a fantastic option, a real differential punt um, kind of this week um, as, as well as are the Man United boys. But I have no idea which of those are going to be fit at this stage. So we'll uh, we'll have a look on Friday. Okay, King, what about you? Man, I'm looking at my team and it's, uh, I don't even know where to start. I swear to God. I've, I've so many ideas and plans, but, you know, I, I don't cool. think I'm going to make anything till the deadline. Like, I know, I know I'm, not, I'm not getting rid of Salah. He's going to the bench. I'm looking at uh, Son. He may go... He may stay. <laughs> I don't wow. even know. I don't even know. I'm looking at my team. I don't even know what I'm going to do. I've got two transfers. I've got 2.2 million in the bank. I do know one thing, though. Manchester City. They're coming into my team sooner or later. Fantastic. Uh, right. I think that's all we have time for on tonight's show. We have been Mars. You can find at Mars05. Kylie, who you can find at Kylie FBL. Hindu Monkey, who you can find at Hindu Monkey, and Paddy, who you can find at the Fantasy King 2, and of course, Don, who you can find at the Marple Curse. And of course, make sure you're following our group account, Twitter, Insta, and Reddit at Free Amigos FPL. And a special request this week, which we ask every week, so it's always special. If you enjoy the podcast, please give us a five star review on iTunes. It's the best way 
that you can help support the show. We ask for no money. I have no issue with people asking for money, but we don't. Thanks as always for listening and your continued support. Adios, amigos. One for each other and all for one. Some free, brave amigos are we. Brother to brother and everyone. A brave amigo.